Hey, Josh. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. It's been a while since we've recorded. Uh-huh. I think that's how we started the last episode, too. Yeah. Well, uh, is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I don't remember. Because I listened to the beginning of the last one. Wow. Do you listen to the show? Uh, Only when... Because I subscribe. You know, bump oh. those subscribe numbers up. I don't even subscribe. <laughs> what? Oh. I don't need to see the show that I edit. <laughs> Well, no, I mean... <laughs> on my feed. I know that it's... I know it's coming out. No, it's just bumping up the numbers, though. Hmm. Maybe we're one away from number one on the iTunes comedy podcast list. Oh, man. That would be great. Yeah. We're on the number one for comedy. Because mm-hmm. we're not even on the comedy, <laughs> like, section. <laughs> Wait, what section are we in? I believe I... <laughs> I, I think I put this in, like, society and culture. Oh, and I think it's under like the sub category of like personal journals. Interesting. Personal? Because I didn't really know like, is this a comedy show? Because it didn't start out being like a comedy thing. No, it didn't. It's, I mean, I don't like, I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know how to classify the show really. And I thought like, well, that's the most accurate where it's like, probably, it's probably fine. I have no idea, to be honest. Huh. Well, if you're a listener out there who, didn't find the show because of us telling you about it in person and you just found it because you like this niche category. Tell us what it is because we don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember changing it at some point, though, being like, I think this one's more accurate. Mm. Well, first you had us in the porno category, right? Yeah, the, we were the only ones. The only they were like, well, this porn feels a little bit awkward. It's just kind of like uh, it's a little masturbatory, so... Yeah. I uh, changed it to society and culture. There was no other podcast for our podcast to have sex with. No. It was it was a onesome. Mm-hmm. A lonely onesome. But unlike that, today we are a gleeful threesome. Oh yeah, baby. We are naked and we are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh we've got a brand new guest with us. It's Riley O'Boyle. Hey. It's Hi Riley. Me. Hi Riley, Hi. welcome to the show. Josh, Paul, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Riley, you are one of the I guess I would say handful of guests um, on this podcast who also guested on Josh and I's former podcast. Ah, uh, yeah. Whining. I was going to say, you guys were talking about the last time you had recorded, and I was like, the last time I recorded with you guys, let me tell you, we had bottles of wine going around, and we talked about, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I, if I'm going to be honest, I forgot that we recorded with Riley. <laughs> I I don't remember a lot of the episodes that we have recorded. Yeah. And who with? No, it was, uh, it, I mean, we didn't have many guests on that show. And when we did, I feel like we would get drunker than normal. Yeah. It mm-hmm. felt like an occasion. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Oh, yeah. That that happened on that show. I think we had one of the bigger bottles of wine that show, too. Mm. Wouldn't surprise me. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we should, uh, we should dig that up. That'd be fun. A fun little listen. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to, I don't, I, I never listened to it actually. I was just thinking about that today was I've never mm, actually, like, oh, we're going to record today. I was like, I don't think I listened to the last recording. That would be blast from the past. Yeah. 
Huh. See, we'll now have, we'll have to contact PJ because he's the one that has all of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because we, we stopped paying for the like the fees or whatever, like the hosting fees, I think. So yeah, we're no longer on like the la- the last three episodes, I think, are on the podcast app. Like if you Google or if you go to whining, you can download those two or three most recent ones. But yeah, not more than that. Well, yep. I want that one that I'm in. I hope it's easy to find if you put the guest on the name. We'll see. Well, I mean, it, it, it's also contingent on PJ still having the files, right? Which I feel like I was just talking to him and that he does, but oh. who am I to say? I don't know. Who are you to say? Who Riley, who are you and what do you do? Who who, who are you to say? I'm I'm Riley O'Boyle. I am uh, grew up in Tacoma, Washington. was just living in Portland for the last, Portland, Oregon for the last five years. Uh, moving to Seattle and then Paul asked me if I, if I wanted to live with him in Missoula. Um, and because of COVID, I've been remote working as a civil engineer and I ran it by everybody, and I was up here in Montana last summer because of COVID. Um, not because of COVID, but because of COVID, I could come up last summer. And so then when Paul asked me, I was like, well, I got it to work last time, and I guess I don't need to move to Seattle until everything opens back up a little bit more and everybody is back in our office. Um, and nobody's back in our office yet, so I came on over here, and I've got this little home office situation going on. Um, and Paul and I hang out and I met Paul's dog and we watch shows sometimes. We talk about stuff. I've told nice. Paul a lot of stuff. I had a lot of stuff to tell Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of Paul's dog, there's a really funny story that you can hear about Paul's dog if you go to my favorite website, patreon.com slash NES underscore pod. Wow. It's up there right now. Oh. Do you have to do anything to get that story? Uh, yeah. Sign up for patreon.com slash NES underscore pod. And give us at least $3. Yeah. Like every month or like forever? I mean, if you want to give us the $3, listen to all the bonus episodes, and then peace out, that's fine with me. Got it. The $3 gives you access. but To, then- the, to the entire Patreon feed, which is at this point, I think like 15 episodes. Wow. That's not nothing. That's it's not, not nothing. nothing. No, that's like a pretty good bang for your buck, I'd say. And they're all like at least 20 minutes long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some I mean, of them are longer. How many episodes was Firefly? It was more than 15, but it wasn't that much more. I don't know if it was more than 15. That's what I'm saying. And the episodes are longer than the runtime without commercials of Firefly. Right. Exactly. So all the more reason to go stop by and do it. That's true. We've produced more than Joss Whedon has. Wow. Yeah. Suck it, Joss. Yeah, Joss. And I don't mean my toes, you... <laughs> You freak. Yeah. <laughs> We've got that threesome energy coming out. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, on the topic of civil engineering, yeah. due to the way that YouTube's algorithm worked, I was recommended a Let's Play series by a civil engineer that has just played City Skylines. Oh, yeah. And he he's a, he just <laughs> explains, like, how neighborhoods are built, and he yeah. explains, like, well, I'm going to play this as realistically as possible, so, like, he puts all the, like, utilities under the roads, yeah. and he talks about, like, well, these are, like, like the last episode I watched, he, like, was talking about parking lots and how they need to be adequately lit, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, in this case, like, you know, if, if this was a real situation, uh, the city would be mad at Walmart for this thing, but then Walmart would probably fight back. And I was uh, like, wow, this is really interesting oh, to me. Oh, that's interesting to me. Yes. And he, he like, I, I think his current series is like he's he's building a county. So normally he like will build a single city yeah. and just like, hey, like, look at this interesting like geography and like, here's how we can utilize this geography. And like, well, here's like where the main main road goes. And like, he'll talk about like, 
he talks about all the stuff. I was like, this is really interesting because it's like, wow, I've never been interested in zoning before. <laughs> yeah. But then he also, and I, I'm curious on your opinion about yeah. this, especially because you have spent time here in Missoula. Yeah. There are times when he will like he'll he'll like he'll obviously start making like a grid, right? And yeah. it's like here's a grid of like residential and then like on the other side of the grid we'll have commercial or industrial or something like that, right? Yep. But then he'll often be like well, we'll add some visual interest, mm. and then he'll make an angled grid. Ooh. And from any like most of our listeners live here in Missoula, where we do have just three different grids that all intersect, mm. and those intersections are a pain in the ass mm-hmm. to navigate mm-hmm. and like drive through. But he frequently like this is like visually interesting, and it's more interesting when you have grids that intersect like this. I'm I'm thinking. No, it fucking sucks. Keep everything in a grid. <laughs> so, Riley, as as a civil engineer and as someone who has experienced these intersecting grids, what what's what's your thought on whether or not they do add visual interest, on whether or not that interest is warranted if it means that traffic becomes, you know, a shithole mm. in that area? Mm. I've got there are two things that come to mind, and then a third one that I'll probably forget. Um, the first one is, makes me think of freeways and freeways. They specifically, they'll swerve them on purpose so that people driving have something to do besides <laughs> just be straight. I mean, I'll, I, I can understand that, right? Yeah. Because like, I, I have a tendency to like, even, even if I like two Red Bulls in me, I will find myself just kind of like, oh sh- yeah, it's, shit, it's hypnotic. Yeah, highway hypnosis for real. And I, I know it's it's not a highway. And I wonder, I hear visual interest, and I think, eh, yeah, like something else to do besides the same old grid. I think about it from a property value standpoint. I wonder if those lots on those corners ha- are worth any different than than any mm, other block. Interesting. Uh, and you know the way the city lays out does affect how the property values lay out. Um, like if that intersection is going to attract something that is more appealing or less appealing, that that will, if it's worth less, it'll make the other property worth more. Hmm. Um, then I, you know, I'm thinking about too, yeah, what's, what's the trade-off between visual interest and just getting cars from A to B? I've seen a lot of, there's like all these simulation models. They'll have, um, you're talking about zoning and like different zones have different uh, categories that of trip generation, there's trip generation models of like, this is where people live and this is where people go. And this, these people are going to get over here and get over there. And there's this principle in there that any, in a saturated system, every way to get from A to B will take the same amount of time. So a shorter run will be more full of cars and the longer run will have less cars. And so both cars will get to the destination at the same time. Like that's one of the principles that goes into these calculations. And so that's what it makes me wonder that like the little offbeat bit, like, yeah, eh, it, it affects conveyance. It's a pain in the butt. Do people get where they need to go from a systemic perspective? Sure. From a, I wonder from like, is there a social implication too? like talk about property values, like what kinds of things are happening at those visual interest points that become issues for traffic? Uh, and then the last story that I have is sometimes there, there's in Portland, there was a grid and there was this freaking intersection that was, uh, is two T's, right? So they, like the, the, the one road went through and then the two roads missed each other. They they went like this. Yeah. It was this terrible thing. So the intersection, it would be like this 
this one can go, then this one has to stop completely. Instead of if they're lined up, both directions can go because they're lined up. That was a survey issue when they were laying out the grid. Oh, no. They were surveying it, some, what, like 20 feet off for wow. miles. And then they realized it and they're like, well, shoot, we already sold this property. We messed this up. We better correct it. Other, We can't just continue this going because it's going to affect like how these parcels laid out and how the money was moving. And so they had to correct it at that intersection, but it was, it had already been built. So they couldn't like rip up, you know, however many, several blocks more a mile of, of street. Um, wow. And so now there's just these weird intersections. You're like, what, who was thinking? Like they weren't thinking there was this mistake. And so it makes me wonder too, like, are, were, were there mistakes involved of like, mm. well, you know, you can't stop this train, you can't stop that train, and they weren't planning how to connect mm. them. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when, whenever he mentions visual interest, like, yeah, I'll just draw this grid like this. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I guess I don't really know what visual interest means to a civil engineer <laughs> because from my perspective watching him play city skylines it's a bird's eye view Mm -hmm. you're not going to see this visual interest unless you are in a plane (laughs) so like who gives a shit how the roads look from a map if it means i have to make this weird turn i mean like i like that people are sitting on their phones all day there's this thing at this place in portland called lads edition and it's it's a it's an x with a bunch of concentric circles um and it's very pretty to look at on my map on my phone whenever oh it's a road it's it's, it's road. A, it, well, it, yeah, it's road. It's this uh, just, yeah, I'll call it a subdivision of all these houses, just like this big old square. This you know, guy named Lad bought it and was like, I'm going to do a big X and and all these circles and all the, the X. And so you're like in the grid and then you're in Lad's edition. Huh. And it's very distinct. You go into it and you feel like you're somewhere different. Is, is it residential? Yes. I think for residential, like huh. that's totally fine. But it's yeah. like, I need... I just need to get somewhere. Right. You know, and it's like, I got to figure out like, okay, which lane do I need to be in? Because I need to do this. Right. Wait a minute. I need to think ahead oh, because man. I know that when yeah. I get to this intersection, it's yeah. right turn only if I'm in this lane. Right. You know, and it's like, it's all, it makes it more difficult when like at so many of these intersections where it is one lane can go straight and one lane can turn. Yep. Sometimes the left lane is left and straight. Sometimes it's left only mm-hmm. vice versa for the right lane. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like if you, I mean, that was my first like year driving here. Yeah. It's just like, I know, I know how to drive through neighborhoods and I'm going to hope that I remember which ones are one ways at this point. Right. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah. Missoula takes like a a good solid year to, uh, to really understand. Mm. Not, not, not to bog the conversation down with a bunch of civil engineering questions, but I did have a thought yesterday as I was traffic um <laughs> is there is could there ever be c- considering that like money and space is not an issue <laughs> so we'll we'll take that out of the equation it's more of sure. just like a sure. you know Let's put I, it in a vacuum yeah yeah <laughs> is is there a way to just like can you just not have traffic I'm trying to figure a way like how how I was experiencing this yesterday, right? Yeah. Like I was stuck at an intersection, like way far away from an intersection yeah. because there's only two lanes, right? Yeah. So like one lane is the primary lane. It, it, it's on Broadway and it, like it's the one lane that's on the right, the right hand li- or the right side of the lane, right lane? I don't really know. Yeah. But that one piles up faster because more people need to be in that lane for the next light. Yes. 
But then over time, people will be just like, fuck, I don't want to wait in this lane. So they'll get in the left lane and keep driving because they'll just bank on the fact that they can go to the next lane. But eventually that lane fills up. So can you have, still keeping into account like traffic stops, can you have just a wide enough lane where that is not an issue? <laughs> or is that just like... Even even if space and money are not an issue, it's just a matter of just like movement that it cannot be done. It, yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> the that's what I was thinking. I was just yeah. sitting here, just like, well, I'll take a picture of the subway. Yeah, because I think it's funny that I'm in front of the subway. Yeah, <laughs> but then also just like, well, I hate that I'm in here, but like, why am I in here and why is it like this? That's what I was thinking yeah. about. Can so, I can I say something real quick? And I don't mean to derail the conversation, but right now the energy in this room is uh, very much like, Josh, you're like the dad um, really like grilling the new boyfriend of your daughter <laughs> who you found out as a civil engineer. That's the energy that I'm getting oh, from really? this conversation. I, yeah. I just Not really... in like a mean way, like in a, oh, I'm excited about this and I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah, no, I am. I am always very excited to talk about things that I know nothing about with someone that knows about that thing. It's it like satiates my curiosity, especially in these cases where I do have very specific questions from things that I've experienced instead of just, Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. But, I mean, it makes sense. I just, I'm loving the energy. Yeah. Uh, that makes me the girlfriend that makes, I was going to say that <laughs> makes Josh Paul the girlfriend, which makes sense. I don't know. We're trying living together. <laughs> We're seeing how it goes. <laughs> Uh, what's it? The, so the first two things I, th I think of, um, the A to B, um, but all different directions take the same amount of time. So these systems are designed for the people to get tired. And sometimes they'll do like those on there. Have you been to a metered on ramp? There's these on ramps that intentionally back cars up and it'll like let one car go at a time. I've seen them. I might have gone through one at some point also. Yeah, those are specific. They're designed to be at a rate so that eventually they'll fill up and the cars will stop taking that on-ramp and they'll keep going to the next entrance to the freeway, which just spreads things out. And so in a system, no, I don't think there can ever not be tra traffic because every there has to be multiple ways to get from here to there. And the closer, faster ones are going to fill up faster. Um, the other thought that I had was induced demand, which gets a little more political. People talk about induced demand a lot uh, around freeway widening projects. And when you throw like, oh, there's this part where the freeway necks down and you've got a bunch of on-ramps and off-ramps and on-ramps and on-ramps, off-ramps are like are the nick points that slow traffic down because they cause cars to change lanes and lane changes slow traffic down and so this is again freeway but like look at la that's that's the classic of let's throw more money and more space at it and more cars show up <laughs> uh, yeah okay i guess that makes sense that like, was okay. a nice road to drive there was no traffic i'm gonna drive on that road more and then the next person comes and then yeah it just fills back up if yeah. you have enough people mm -hmm. I, I guess um, and maybe this is just what you described as well but like is it also a thing of like well they improved this road i might as well use it and then it just kind of like yep mm -hmm. and and the other the well and the, the flip side of it is if you have a situation where cars can just get from a to b super easy and there's never any traffic you overbuilt that system you spent too much money mm. like you need like <laughs> you need there to be traffic because that's where you're saving money uh, otherwise you're over designing I mean, aside, aside from that, yeah. there's no, there's no issue with that, right? Aside from just like, well, we 
we we spent millions more dollars than we needed to. Yeah. Aside from that, like there's no other. I mean, I'm sure there's like environmental stuff, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. And the environmental like, footprint, you're causing you know, more of this, more of that. And then you're creating induced demand, which is getting cars to mm. drive more often than they might. I was like, I'm, oh, I'm in Seattle. Like, ah, I don't really feel like driving because there's like a bunch, going to be a bunch of cars. And so that's one less trip that the system has to do. And that happens millions of times a day. Wow. That's a, uh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was uh, good. You finally hit a sweet spot. Oh. I, I've thought I've been there thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. It's also very rare for me because I get these thoughts all the time, right? Yep. And it's very rare for me to actually just like get any kind of answer from it because <laughs> it's like I don't know who. Like, there's no one I know personally that I would ask, and I don't want to. I don't want an answer from the internet, right? You know, it's right. like I just yeah, want, it's like be way too much time to just like type that all in yeah, or something like right? that. Right? It's like Maybe I you have just, to come up with the right question to get the exact answer. You're like I don't mm -hmm. know, how to, right? And you were kind of like. Eh, these are the things I yeah, was thinking. Right. So it's like, it, it's hard, it's hard to convey that nuance through the internet. And it's yep. like, I also don't know who the hell you are. So yep. I don't give a shit about your opinion. Right. <laughs> but in this case, it's like, oh, I'm going to ask my friend who's a civil engineer. <laughs> but, uh, I guess, uh, we've got a little bit of a, a quicker episode this week. So we should just move on to, uh, the main meat. Let's the meet, meet the Riley. Meat. <laughs> let's meet, let's continue to meet Riley right after this break. Fellow duelists, behold the next evolution of dueling, the Duel Disc. Who will accept this challenge? It's the official Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Disc. With everything you need to duel with the official Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game. Now you can activate your strongest magic cards and summon your most powerful monsters in a whole new way. Dueling will never be the same. Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Disc accessory. Official trading cards not included. Pokemon Master Trainer! Yes, I think I am! Then join the Pokemon Trading Card Game League! You'll do awesome activities, learn wicked strategies, earn killer badges, and meet new friends as you begin your journey to become a Pokemon Master Trainer! To find out more about the Pokemon Trading Card Game League, log on to wizards.com. Go forth and be a master! Yeah. I used to open up root beer cans and put them back in the fridge so that they would flatten. <laughs> Whoa. Take the edge off. <laughs> the edge. <laughs> I'm just, just imagining serving somebody a root beer dram shop and then being like, oh God, do you have anything like less like weaker than this? <laughs> or like, could you leave this out for me for a sec? <laughs> Let hey, I'll come, settle out. I'll come back for this. Yeah. Can, can you just like shake, behind? shake it up real fast? and. <laughs> Can you leave this behind the counter? Uh, I'll come back for it in like ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's funny enough that I am gonna reintroduce the episode with that. <laughs> so welcome back, everybody. Hey. Uh, this week uh, we're talking trading cards, and I assume Ooh. maybe other like various collectible kinds of things. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess the best place to start is by asking you. What you what you collected? What you remember? Like the first thing you collected was what? What uh, your favorite thing to collect was? Uh, yeah, we'll just start from there. Yeah, um, definitely Pokemon cards were the first. Hell yeah! Um, Yu-Gi-Oh cards were big. Ooh, Those Yu -Gi -Oh. were Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon were the two big ones. I had a few Magic the Gathering cards, but it was like it seemed like it was geared for a little bit older kids than me. 
Um, just like none of my friends had Magic the Gathering cards, so then I didn't get into it. I was already pouring so much money into Pokemon. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. like Pokemon cards. I One of the big early memories was when there was like a new booster deck that came out. And I stood in line for hours. And I, yeah, and I don't remember it, but I remember my mom telling me about it of like standing in this line with all these other kids and parents to get this like I remember Blastoise was on it and it was the original like group of cards and we were outside oh, Wizards dang. of the Coast at the mall like whoa Wizards has a store Wizards has a store yeah and holy mall. Sh- I had no I, yep. I had no idea they had physical stores oh yeah yep mm-hmm. this wow. is this is gonna be one of those episodes where there's gonna be a, I imagine a pretty big disconnect in like where you would go for these things because like Josh and I growing up in Montana like just you know, you pretty you much get you get everything at Walmart. Yeah, like that's oh, where every, like or maybe a local hobby store if right. like there is one yeah. or if your parents are willing to take you there. Yeah. Right. No, this Wizards of the Coast was the only like collectible store I ever went to, but I I would go frequently to get booster packs and the the starter decks and stuff. It's it's also interesting to me that they would Oh no, wait, they produced those, right? Yeah. Or at least they yeah. they, did. they did. I don't the know cards. if they still do. Yeah. Cuz I think like it's weird that they would like have another property, but I, I forgot that at least for a while they did produce Pokemon cards. Yep, they did. And so I got that deck. I've still got most of those cards. And then I could get into the whole like trading. The trading part happened a lot more than the playing part. There was okay. a little bit of playing, but playing was mostly flexing to get to the trade moment. And okay. like, to like, oh, let's have a couple games and okay, cool. Well, I think I need this now. And then there was just like all this wheeling and dealing that would happen between. I I remember my neighbors actually, they stopped being friends because of a Pokemon card trade. Really? Yeah. It was like this whole explosion, uh, people yelling across the street. It was wild. Wow. But wait, if it's a trade, that implies that both parties were fine with it at one point. Well, and this was the, the older brother's appraisal so there was evan and aiden and aiden's older brother and aiden's friend and evan tricked aiden into a bad trade and then the older brothers were the ones who found out that evan tricked aiden into a bad trade Mm. and they got pissed at evan and was like hey you need to trade back and he's like no it's fair and square he agreed to it like well he didn't know any better he didn't know that this card was super duper rare and he didn't know that that was only kind of rare and so there was the da da da, and I don't know what happened to the cards, but I do mm. know uh, Evan, Aiden, and I used to hang out together. And after that, it was like joint cust- you know, custody situation where I would hang out with Evan, and then I would hang out with Aiden. Oh, we never wow. got together anymore after that. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. You have, to have two separate Christmases, one that you spent with Aiden, <laughs> yeah. one with no, like Evan. really though, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's interesting that like trades like that can happen, but also just like. You know, someone, event, I mean, that's probably why, at the very least, that's why it was banned at our school. Yeah. Because they were, if it, if I don't know if it ever happened or if it was a preventative measure of just like, no Pokemon cards, no nothing, no one, no one can have this because if no one trades and no one, no one like, you know, gets screwed over right. a bad trade. Yeah. Right? I, I feel like my school, they were banned as well. And I feel like there was no time where we were allowed. I, I want to say they just like heard about Pokemon cards and. Proactively, yeah, Pokemon cards. Shut, Pokey shut that man. down. <laughs> yeah, which is why I'm going to go on record today and say, I hate teachers. Wow. Oh, every one. Every one. Wow. Of them. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's Teacher Appreciation Day, you know. Well, I think it should be Teacher Depreciation <laughs> Day, where they all lose a little value. <laughs> wow. Talking about value today. All yeah. Right. 
Damn. This is an economics podcast. That's where we're going to put it in the, oh, yeah. in the, <laughs> the new category is economics. This is an economics podcast. Nostalgia is a market for sure, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yep, that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, like, do you, do you still have, you, do you say you still have all these, do you have, like, any, do you have any that you know are, like, damn, this is, like, skyrocketed? Especially like in today's today's market, trading cards are fucking wild. Yeah, like it's it, it's insane how like I I mean I I think I think it's like from from two angles like the like that there's a shortage right yeah one that you know supply chain stuff yeah but also the fact that like I have nothing else to do in quarantine yeah I'm just gonna go buy cards, I guess, and just open packs because it's yep. fun. Right. You know, so I think like these two things together just kind of like like where it is now, which is like hard availability and everything is so expensive. Yeah. But like, what do you, what do you got, Riley? Oh, we got, so, okay. So open up that laminated red book of Pokemon cards. I, actually though, I've got this laminated, this big, and it says Pokemon on it. It's like a Pokemon binder that you could get for school. And I bought it and had the, the little card pages is like a three by three page and you can cards 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 and you can do both sides and i was just i haven't looked back through it but i did hear that card prices were going up and i was like shoot i gotta sell these while the market's hot so i still got the full book with i think every pokemon card i think i fit all of them into this big book and it's a full binder is it Um, is it this binder no it's not that binder but it is a binder like and it's it's a there's ash and he's running and he's like, there's Misty and Brock behind him also running and they've got their Pokemon with them and they're like going to get them all. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, I've got all that. I I've been meaning to revisit that. And I think I will this September when I go back up to Tacoma to, to see that my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Uh, I think I got rid of a bunch of them. I had a box. I never put them in a binder, but I have a friend who's been playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Like he got into it and got into it like oh, went to Yu-Gi-Oh. a big competition in, in London. And he actually, yeah, he actually, it's funny. He, his buddies were telling him like, you got to sign up. He's like, who's, it's going to be fine. He got to London and it was full. And wow. he, so he couldn't even oh, do the competition. Well, dang. <laughs> I, but also like, well, I guess I'm in London. Yeah. Right? It, it was in London. And so he's also like, okay, like blessing fine. in disguise. You don't have to go to a Yu-Gi-Oh yeah, competition. Know, right? You can just go hang out and do cool things. Right. In no, exactly. And so it saved you. But he actually looked through all my Yu-Gi-Oh cards and pulled out all the valuable ones. So I've got now in a deck box and I really should put a, sleeve on all of them but i they're all mixed because he i was like just go through all of them because i had a bunch of different decks um and some of them that didn't have sleeves some of them that had sleeves that were in a deck specifically so he went through all of them and pulled them all out and so i've got a little box of everything that he thinks is worth anything Uh, i haven't done anything with that yet but i've got that set aside and then i must have gotten rid of or there's a box somewhere floating around that i don't know where it is that has all of my other common cards gotcha so those are my two big collections i have right now nice i i don't think i like i was never really allowed to like buy trading cards most just because like my parents didn't have a lot of money we don't need to spend four dollars on cardboard Mm. you know but i i did score a ton of pokemon cards from one of my friends friends it was just someone that i knew um that uh, I guess, I don't remember if he just didn't want them or if like, I vaguely remember of him saying like, my mom is making me get rid of these. Mm. And he just gave me this gallon Ziploc bag. Wow. Full of Pokemon cards. Mm. 
uh, most of which I think are in this binder. Like this is mm-hmm. this is uh, Caitlin's binder. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think there is anything of value in there. And like I have I have my Yu-Gi-Oh deck on this shelf too. I was really hoping that like oh these are old cards. I'm really hoping that like the Dark Magician that I have and yep. the Blue Eyes that I have just yeah. happen to be the right additions. Yeah. But they're not. Uh. So like I'm like oh, all right. Like I remember going to like um uh TCG player yeah. and like Dark Magician. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh shit, there's like 10 different Dark Magicians and they all have the same artwork." Oh. So I was like, oh, "Okay, god damn it." So I'm like I, I like looked on the card like check like the serial number or like the the yeah. skew or whatever it is for that card. And then looking I was like, "Oh, fingers crossed, fingers crossed." And it's like 97 cents. And I'm like, "Ah, oh. shit." And then same thing with the blue eyes and yep. everything else. I'm like, "Oh, I just I really hope that something here is valuable, but what nope. ma- if if it's the same artwork, what what else makes it more valuable just the fact that it's older it's the addition yeah the addition it's i mean i think of it like a supply and demand there, there's got to be certain additions they just didn't make as many of mm-hmm. hmm. like i mean it, it's it's the same thing with like anything that is editioned first editions will always be worth more because that's yep. the original it's not it's not a reprinting or mm-hmm. or whatever yeah um yeah i i I wish I still had, I, I wish I had more valuable cards, but th- earlier this year, I think I even mentioned, I mentioned it on our New Year's episode. Where I was like, you know what? I think this year I'm going to get into, I'm going to get into Pokemon cards. Mm. And that was before I knew that you just couldn't buy them. Every <laughs> single store in town was out of stock of booster packs. Wow. You could not buy packs. So I was like, well, I just, I have this itch that I need to scratch of yeah. just opening packs. So I bought... I bought a box. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know. I, th- I think it had like 15 packs in it. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to open all these up. And it was, it was, it was, man, it is that dopamine from opening <laughs> packs is, oh man, wild. Yeah. Right. Like I haven't done it in years. But yeah. Every time it is so fun. It's like, oh, what am I going to get? Mm. And I, I got, I got one. I got one full art foil, which is pretty fun. Yeah. I got a Grin... Was it? No, not Greninja. Uh, I haven't played Sword and Shield, so I... The... Whatever Froakie evolves into at the very end, the sniper frog. God, I got to know what you just said. Full art, full art foil of that. It's worth twelve dollars. It's probably the biggest pull I've ever gotten in my life. Wow. Sniper frog? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. I just, remember there was one that was like a chandelier that evolved. Chandelure? Yeah. Huh. Ah, it goes fishing too. <laughs> the chandelier goes fishing. Chand- chandelure, right? Oh, yeah. well, it, like they've got all these clever things. You know, Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee are named after Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee. And oh, I did not know that. Coughing, uh-huh. you know, he's just coughing all the time. Ekans is snake backwards. There's like Arbok is cobra backwards. Yep. Wow, I did not ever put that together. But the coughing one, that one I got because. Mm-hmm. His, his coughing and coughing. We, and then wheezing and wheezing well, right yeah, after. That's pretty pretty straightforward. And then Pikachu, <laughs> he's peeking at me. Yeah, I'm peeking. It's at electric you. mouse. Mm-hmm. Electric mouse. Yeah. Is that what that means? Pika is the Japanese automatopoeia for like electricity crackling, and then Chu is mouse in Japanese. Electric oh, mouse. Okay, well that makes a lot of sense then. Raichu is short for Riley. For Riley mouse. <laughs> Riley, <laughs> Riley Chu. Right. That sounds right. That yep. sounds right to me. <laughs> I always identified with Raichu because of that. Oh, same sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny how like sometimes as a kid you'll latch on to just like the 
teeniest similarity with a yep. thing that you like. Yep. I remember thinking like any kid who was like, I remember for some reason in Arthur, I really identified with Buster, not because of anything specifically about Buster, but my friend Brendan had a little sister who would like bother us sometimes. And Arthur had a little sister who would bother him and Buster sometimes. So I was like, well, that makes me Buster. It was just like <laughs> so many hoops to jump through right. to get to be related to a cartoon. Right. But then you related to it. Was oh, I was talking. Okay. Patty Mayonnaise is in Doug, right? Yeah. I was just thinking about Doug and Arthur now. And I'm like, were there any parallels between, I don't know. I'm not, I don't mean to derail anything, but I was just like, those are weirdly similar shows. I mean, they have like the same character types, yeah. right? Like you yeah. have Doug to Arthur and you yep. have Skeeter to Buster, yes. like Patty to Francine. Yes. You have. Well, wait, Binky. Francine's not the love interest. Francine's a sister, but still does. No, that's DW. DW's DW is a sister. Okay. Francine. I don't even remember the show. Yeah, like Binky to Roger. Roger Klotz. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That was weird. I was just thinking that getting them all mixed up right here. Yeah. I mean, but that's pretty, uh, I don't know. I don't, is that just like really common with like shows like that? Cause now I'm thinking, okay, like well, you got like Jimmy Neutron maybe, which is a little different. I mean, I, I, I feel like not as similar, but is it because they were like as closer in a, an era that like Doug maybe. and Arthur were, I don't know. I feel like different age groups similar idea what was like maybe it is like an era thing because i feel like there were a lot of shows that had main character yeah best friend yep little sibling right and somewhat lovable bully right Mm -hmm. dexter's lab like that just kind of like shows up in a lot of like children's shows yeah i mean it shows up sometimes in like the simpsons or bob's burgers even too Mm. Mm-hmm. Granted, different dynamics, of They're course. Totally different dynamics. Ty- See, I, I don't know. I'm still standing with Doug and Arthur being similar, like pretty close in their dynamic and the, their lineup. And I'm just going to hold on to that and like maybe watch an episode of both of them. If there was an Arthur trading card, which uh, card do you think would be the most valuable? Oh, shoot. Not Arthur. There'd be a million. Yeah, there'd be a ton <laughs> of Arthurs. You know, hmm. I'm trying to think of like what style of like card would it be because I'm I'm immediately thinking of like really weird ones, yeah. Which makes me think of Yu-Gi-Oh, where you're like you know a f- like like secret rare Binky's clarinet, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like that would be a really good rare, super rare card. Ooh, what if there was one that was it was the brain, but it had his name listed as Alan. Oh yeah! Instead of brain, uh, that would be that would be a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. You know that there there would definitely be value if there was a card called Ratburn's Wedding. Oh mm. yeah, that would, mm. that would probably have some value into it. Uh, or um, like a like a full art foil of um, oh fuck, what's uh, Frank Gary? <laughs> He was in an ep- or Matt Damon. Yeah, those one of those, those one of those two real people that they just had in Arthur. <laughs> I did not know. I did not know that. Oh yeah, or Lance Armstrong. I think he was also in Arthur. Uh, so was Mister Rogers. And oh, Mister Rogers, that would be a valuable one right now. That, that would probably be the most valuable. Yeah, one. yeah. A first edition secret rare Mister Rogers. Mister Rogers from the Arthur trading game. Mm-hmm. Wow. Riley, did you collect anything else other than cards? Because collectibles kind of like like that whole aisle. Yeah. You know, it was cards, but you also had like little plastic collectible blind bag kind of things. Yeah. Did you expand outside of cards at all, or is it just mostly like 
Well, I'll go. I'll go so far as to say that I had a treasure chest of things that I collected, but I don't like an know. actual treasure. Like an actual chest. Yeah, it was like an. Yeah. Act- well, I was like, I have this treasure chest. I have to put treasure in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, and so I had like. I don't know. I'm not going to say I had a coin collection, but there were there were some coins that I had and I would look for cool, weird coins and like have them. And I had, you know, a bunch of little things that I had store them and stuff them away. And Legos, I guess you could talk about as a collectible. That's and true. A lot of Legos. And we traded Legos too. Trading Legos. And wow. Interesting. Together. Yeah. I feel like I wasn't allowed to trade Legos. No. Well, but maybe I just never did it. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, like some of those sets can be pretty expensive. And you can't, you get the one little lightsaber, you know, and like, oh, I want another mm-hmm. lightsaber. And no, yeah, we would do trade like, oh, I've got this cool, weird doodad and you've got like four lightsabers that you're not going to use on so a trade so that I can have a lightsaber battle in my Lego city. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I, I get, yeah. I think the, the, the most esoteric thing I ever collected and I think it was because of Arthur was stamps. Mm. Oh, sure, sure. I think there was like an like a word from us kids where they were talking about stamp collecting. I was like, you know what? I think I want to collect stamps <laughs> because no one else collects stamps, and I can be the stamp guy. And so, like, I I had like a tiny, I had like a Ziploc bag that had like a handful of stamps on it. I didn't know what the hell they were. Yeah, where did a you lot get of them the weren't cool. From? Just like. The mail. <laughs> Just like every one of them is like an American flag forever stamp. I had a few forever stamps in there, some birds. I think I think there was even like the Queen of England on one of them Ooh. from like something or whatever. But I, I remember thinking like, this is actually really fucking lame. <laughs> and I gave up after like half a week. Did you pull them off of letters that you received or did you go around asking for fresh stamps and like, can I see the stamps you have? No, no, no. I already have that one. I think I tried to take a, like ask my mom, like, Hey, can I have a stamp from like stamp books? Like, what do you need it for? I'm collecting them. And I did not get a stamp because of course it's like, it it was like 40 some cents. Like, no, you're not. So I think, I I think I tried to take them off of letters, but I didn't know how. Right. Like, I was like, I don't know how you get this off of here. So I think I maybe even just like cut the envelope or yeah, something. that's what I was imagining. Or whatever. But yeah, I, I remember like trying to salvage them and just like really not understanding, understanding nothing, right? Just like really surface level understanding of the hobby of just like, you just put stamps in a bag, right? Right. <laughs> how- that's any collection. Yeah, you just put it in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> that's my collection. Here it is. Here's my stamp bag. <laughs> Bag O stamps. No, that was reminding me that in second grade, we had a teacher. Oh, there goes Paul's alarm. Paul's alarm. Mm, get 15 minute mark. In in second grade, we had a teacher tell us that all of our Valentines were going to be worth a lot of money one day. So I held on to <laughs> all of those Valentines oh, from all that those year. Foil Spider-Man Valentines. I know. Full wow. of like, but like, you know, written on and gooped on by kids. But I held on to them for years. Gooped on. Gooped on. Yeah, I don't know. Boogers and stuff. Like you, kids don't wash their hands. Kids are sticky. <laughs> yeah. I like to imagine somebody's like, oh, Valentine. <laughs> Just like blowing their nose in it or wiping their nose. I mean, I know you're right. Kids yeah. do that. But no, it's absolutely. Funny. It is. Well, I'm just like saying, what would what would this be worth, you know, after if they were new and fresh and, you know, if I had taken one out of the box every year that I had given them out, maybe. But like the fact that they were already written on, what what can you do with that? 
And so I did collect Valentine's every year after that for a few years. And then I had a, there was one moment of reflection. I'm like, I've got a lot of these Valentine's. So I'm going to get rid of all of them, but I'll keep the oldest ones because they're going to be worth the most. And there was another time recently within the last couple of years, I think, that I looked at them and said, no, I'm going to let these go now. <laughs> I'm going to let them go. Sorry. Sorry, Becky. Yeah. Gotta let go. Yeah. So no more Valentine's for me. Paul, did you collect anything weird? Um, I mean, I, I kind of did a similar thing with you, except my, so my dad is kind of into collecting coins and stuff like that. So I remember going to Barnes and Noble one time and, um, I don't remember really like how I got to it, but I like found like a book, uh, that you could put like pennies in and you would like find pennies from certain years and then you would like put it in there. But I, I like didn't understand it at first. I thought it came with the pennies. So I, I thought you just bought a collection and then you like considered yourself a collector. So I was a little disappointed when I opened the book in my car. My parents' car is like, Dad, there's no pennies in here. He was like, well, you have to collect them. And I was like, oh, well, this will be easy. So I remember um, like my dad being like, well, I have some like pennies you can have. And so we like dumped some pennies out and. I remember looking through them and thinking it was just going to be a matter of like matching up like, you know, where they go. But no, it turns out like the reason why you collect them is because there's lots of different iterations of pennies from many different years. And most of them are pretty hard to find. So it was mm. not satisfying mm. work. Oh, was was it a book that like really only had like uncommon pennies? No, it, it had like just like years and stuff, which was almost worse where you <laughs> right? Like you're just like a kid looking for a normal penny hoping that it's going to be 1970 instead of 1973, <laughs> which somehow every other penny in the world is from 1973. Did that book also split it up into like the Denver Mint and whatever the other one is? You know, I don't remember. There's two, right? I don't know. I feel like I learned that in school where just like the D on this coin means Denver. Mm. Oh, that I think. And then there's like another one in some other state. Mm. You know, I think that the, I remember seeing the D, I don't know if it mentioned the that that was from Denver, but I remember there were D slots, and then whenever the other one was, there was also slots for those. I feel like it's like Philadelphia or something. Mm. Could be, but um, a, a thing that we actually successfully collected, and this was more my dad than me, was uh, we had one of those like fifty state quarter books. Yeah, oh. you were talking about that. I was just remembering mine. Yeah, so we, I remember being excited and a little confused because like I remember getting like the first like four you know and then you'd pop them into the right state yeah um and then being like well let's go to the bank and see if they have all the other quarters and my dad was like well they're not coming out for another year yeah and then you could like them. yeah look down the list and it was from like 2000 like 2000 to like 2012 or something yeah. wild like that yeah if, which it was an eternity in my yeah. mind oh absolutely when and you've then, only been you haven't even been along that long alive that long yeah yeah and maybe it wasn't 2012 because i remember like finally or no i remember i don't know when it was but i remember asking my dad like wow how much is it going to be worth when when it's all filled up and he was like well what's 50 times four <laughs> then that's how many cents you got or whatever the yeah map is there yeah it, it is funny that there are some people out there that think a two dollar bill is worth more than two dollars like if you paid more for if you paid more than two dollars for a two dollar bill, you got scammed. Yeah. That's what a two dollar bill is. That is that it is only ever going to be worth two dollars. Like yeah. it is oh, well, I don't know. Like I guess if it ever becomes not legal tender, maybe it will go up in price. But I don't think it will ever not be legal tender. Right. And so the people that would pay more were probably told 
this is going to not be legal tender. Mm-hmm. It's going to be worth even more. So you should pay me five cents extra, you know? Because, like, I remember hearing that, like, may, until, like, maybe 1940 or sometime in the 40s, there was a $10,000 bill or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what that is worth yeah. now. Yeah. I don't know. With yeah. with with maybe some collector's luck, it's probably worth like two hundred bucks. Ah <laughs> like, oh, shit! My ten thousand dollar bill. It ain't worth shit. I wonder if you get a trade, be like, hey, this isn't okay. Yeah, two dollar bills. Are you, am I gonna give, get credit back? I'm like, okay, you give me your two dollar bills, I get credit back, or like, all right, those aren't worth anything, but you still have the money, so it'll look in your account. Everyone who has $2 bills, register them, and we'll send you your money back through this credit card. (laughs) Bitcoin. (laughs) It's like Bitcoin with bills. (laughs) Billcoin. Billcoin. Bill Clinton coins. Bill (laughs) Clinton. I give it five years until Bill Clinton starts his own crypto. (laughs) If he hasn't already. (laughs) Bill Clinton. That is a person who it would be very funny if he did that. And you know its ticker symbol would be like the dollar sign. It would be the dollar sign and then just AX and it just or like dollar sign. Yeah, I guess that. So it just says sax. I was thinking <laughs> a saxophone on there would be funny as well. <laughs> for some reason. That would be good. Or dollar sign EX. Oh, oh both oh, could work. Oh, both oh, could work for that old dog. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. He's a bit of a creep. Yeah. Because he's a bit of a creep. I I've been thinking about what to do with my quarter collection i've got the 56 i actually only got kansas like two years ago wow it was like wow. congratulations i was, carrying, yeah, I was carrying it around for all these years and everywhere I finally, you went yeah everywhere i everywhere i moved what if he finds it on the everywhere ground Everywhere i moved and i yeah whatever <laughs> so i had this thought of like i'll just leave it out on the street i want to put it somewhere really funny that somebody would just like get a kick and then i don't know have to pick them all out to go buy a sandwich or something? <laughs> <laughs> or do I take that all out and deposit it at the bank? That feels lame, too. I don't know. Frame it. Put, put it in, like, the bathroom. It's such a it's lame... I, I would want to buy a better, like, collector's poster thing. Mm, and then like, I could pull them back out, polish them, and put them back in. Get, like, a shadow box for yeah, it. Yeah. Instead of... Because it's, like, this cheap piece of cardboard that I got as a kid. They're like, mm. oh, do this. Okay, paid three bucks for this <laughs> thing. And I can put them all in. So I guess I have them, and I could buy a better holder for them. Because, yeah, it was quite a journey to collect all yeah. the quarters. And you've only recently finished, which, yeah. if it's taken that long, what yeah. an accomplishment. Right, it is. Thank you. This is the moment that I I needed this to have closure. I've been like, <laughs> I, I don't know how I can tell. And it's like looking around. I I, ima- I can just perfectly imagine your face. Like when you find that Kansas yeah, quarter, I, you're just like smiling at everybody. And they're like, yeah, there's a Kansas quarter. Yes. I guess that's exciting. <laughs> like, oh, but it's the last state I need. And they're like, yeah, everybody has that collection. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I, I set it down for a long time, and I, I never finished, and I picked it back up. Well, I guess uh, before we start to wrap this up, uh, since we do have to run this one a little shorter, uh, have you, like, recently got, like, any cards at all? Or, like, have you have you maintained any of these collectibles aside from the quarters at all? Or is it just something you did as a kid and fell off? Yeah, did as a kid and it fell off. And I, I'm curious now about what would have happened. What I, one of the events that comes to mind that I was thinking of before was I was trading with my buddy and he was just like getting really aggressive with the trades and he was like, Oh, I'll give you this and this. And he was just like 
really pressuring me to go into a bad trade. And I was like, no, it's a bad trade. He's like, well, what about this? And he would give me another bad trade. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. And he was just like, nip, 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 nipping. And I got so frustrated with him. I was like, literally, I will give you all of these cards if you just stop. Like, I need, like, this is too much for huh. me. I, and I did. I was very upset. I was very, very upset. And that was, that got him to stop. And he was like, okay, no, I, I want to continue taking advantage of you. I don't want to actually get the cards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And so then we set it down, went off and played something else. <laughs> and so that was probably one of the types of experiences that would have, led me away from continuing. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I think, I don't know how long it will last, but I think right now, at least, as far as from just like, you know, uh, a profit standpoint, right now is incredibly lucrative. Like it's, it is, I think, it is a topic that is going to come up in a future episode. Um, One of our future guests has been, uh, doing a lot of Magic the Gathering buying and selling and just making making profit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, aside from just, like, you know, that kind of thing, I think I think it is just super fun just to open up a pack and just, like, sniff, sniff them. Yeah. You were flip, talking flip about that, all those cards. that box of 15 packks, and I was like, that sounds <sighs> like a fun day. It was just so fun to just, like, <laughs> nice open afternoon. it up, open it up, three yeah. to the back, see what you got. Yeah. And then it, like... Just that, just that dopamine rush. Because yeah. it also, it it does feel like shit when you run out of packs. Just like, yeah. oh man, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. And like, I I think it I think it's just because it's like, it's a very physical kinetic thing. Yeah. Because I don't get that from any other kind of gambling, right. right? Like, oh cool, I push a button, whatever, ding ding ding, I I didn't win or whatever. But it's like, I'm still getting cards out of this, even if they're not good cards. So like there there is something about it where it's just like I'm still getting something out of this. Mm-hmm. It's a physical thing where like I get to touch the cards and look at the cards where it's just like I don't want to I don't want to stop opening these packs. <laughs> but also they're expensive. Right. So it is kind of that push and pull. Right. But But yeah, uh I guess uh I guess we have to cut it short. We could this honestly this sounds like we could keep going. This might warrant a part Two. This may warrant a part two. It really does sound like we're we're kind of cutting cutting off from things, which is one of the things I hate about like part of the reason, and I don't know if I ever described this, part of the reason that our podcast runs into like the 90 minute mark, because I hate it when you can clearly tell that like there are things that they still want to talk about and but they have to cut it short for time. Mm-hmm. Which we are not beholden to any sort of time because we're not on a network. Yeah. We have no sponsors. Yeah. This can this can run for hour long that we want. So yeah, twenty four hour long podcast. Yeah. Man. So Riley, if there's more that you would like to talk about and discuss with trading cards or collectibles or hell even whatever else while you are still in town, yeah. Uh, please come back on. Yeah. In uh in the meantime, um, Riley, is there anything you would like to plug to our audience? Plug? No, I got nothing <laughs> going on. I was just trying to take it back, take it easy. So I'll, yeah, I'll plug that. Everyone, just unplug, unplug yourself for a second. Take Whoa. A, wow, that's a deep breath in the plug. How's that for plug? plug? That's what unplug. I say. Damn. Yeah. How poetic. Yeah. There you go. That felt really good. That was cool. I like how that went. Nice, Paul. Anything from you? Uh, I know normally I'm a fountain of plugs, but today I don't. Oh, I got wow. nothing. What a shame. What and a, a sh- surprise. And a sham. And a sham. <laughs> a shame, mm-hmm. a sham, and a surprise. Well. 
As far as the uh, normal show plugs, you can send your thoughts on Twitter and Instagram at NES underscore pod, or you can send us an email, nostalgiasystempodcast at gmail.com. We have had some mysteries solved via email, which has been very nice. So thank you to uh, everyone that has been sending us emails. Yeah, maybe we should even talk about that on the next episode. I, feel I, th- like I think I think we could. Yeah. We can we can have kind of like a, a listener a listener mail kind of thing. First one. Our well, first one. It's second. Because only... of Joe's text one time. That's true. It only, uh, two, two and 40 some episodes, I think, is pretty good. Yeah. Um, aside from that, you can, of course, support the show on my favorite website on the planet, www.patreon.com slash NES underscore pod, where you can find all sorts of fun bonus episodes uh, that Paul, myself, and our guest record. Um... Yeah, that, I guess, is pretty much it. Thank you to Moonraker Music for composing our theme song, Scanlines. You can find them on the internet at Moonraker or at Moonraker Music. That's Moon, R-A-Y-K-E-R. Paul, what is next week's episode? I think we're talking wrestling. It is wrestling. A thing I, once again, knows nothing about. I know very little about wrestling, but we'll see you in that ring next week. I'm going to body slam you all. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks, Riley. Yay. Nostalgia Entertainment System, brought to you by listeners like Joe.